They canceled me for these things because why would you talk about another black dude? Race is not where the line is drawn. It's God's side and the other side. What's going on, everybody? Today, I want to cover some parts from Cat Williams' wild interview with Shannon Sharp. He went on his podcast, talked a lot about a lot of people, people stealing his jokes, how Hollywood puts men in dresses. And I wanted to weigh in on it as long as, as well as some commentary from Brandon T. Jackson about how he felt putting on a dress for Big Mama's House 3. A lot of stuff in here, folks. I think it transcends culture and what's going on in the country. So that's what we're going to talk about. Dream Rare Podcast starts now. It's the Dream Rare Podcast. Welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road. Let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from obstacles. What's going on, Facebook? What's going on, YouTube? And thank you to everybody who came over from Instagram, where I, you know, I tried to get some people to come in to watch. That's what we're talking about today. Part of Cat Williams' interview. There was a lot of it. He said a lot of things about people stealing jokes, about a lot of people in Hollywood being fake and phony. And I would say this was my favorite part of the interview. I tried to speed it up and chop it up a little differently because there's crazy copyright rules on YouTube. And uh, I don't want to get got. I've had uh, videos deleted for posting too many clips. So here's my favorite clip from it. I chopped it up. I put it on Twitter. It got like 1.5 million views. I'm sure Shannon Sharp's podcast got like tens of millions of views. It's one of the bigger podcasts of the winter. And uh, this is the part that stuck out to me the most that I wanted people to see. They canceled me for these things because why would you talk about another black dude? Race is not where the line is drawn. It's God's side and the other side. And we don't care nothing about the other side. Period. Period. All of these uh, big de deviants is all catching hell in 2024. It's up for all of them. It don't matter if you Diddy or whoever you is. TGJs, any of them. The, every, all lies will be exposed. That's all. And, and, and anyone who takes that the wrong way know why they take it the wrong way. So if you I, I bet a lot of people that never even thought to watch the podcast see that and they're like oh i got to see what he's talking about because it gets i mean i can't even describe it it's like every second is interesting and uh i've been a fan of cat williams i always thought he was funny but what really made me a fan of him as a person was this moment that happened i don't remember probably like eight years ago nine years ago i don't know the time frame and cat williams had a heckler at one of his shows possibly in arizona somewhere close to the border and the heckler was Mexican. And Cat Williams was like, you know, the guy was yelling out, this is Mexico, this is Mexico. And Cat Williams was like, this is America. Why don't you go back? And like, it created this huge controversy. And it was hilarious, though. He went back and forth with this guy for like 10 minutes. Then CNN brought him on and CNN tried to make him look bad because, oh, Cat Williams is being racist against Hispanics. And Cat Williams, you know, basically didn't apologize, said he shouldn't apologize because comedians shouldn't apologize for their humor. He said that, you know, Hispanics love him and he doesn't need to apologize to a community that already likes him. But if you've never seen that interview, it's amazing. It's one of my favorite interviews ever. Cat Williams on CNN just cooking them like this guy cooks, right? He's very independent. He's very controversial. And you don't see him that much. You don't see him in podcasts. You know, he's well known, but he just kind of marches to the beat of his own drum. Sometimes you'll hear him in the news getting in trouble or something. But long story short, uh, you don't see that much from him, even though he's well known. He popped up and he had like a I'm not comparing him to Kanye because he's very different and he talked about different stuff. But he's one of those yay type personalities where when he pops up, like every second of the interview 
is interesting. Whether you agree or not, you're like, dang, this guy's spitting. So I've liked him for a while. I knew I had to tune into the podcast and the, there's so much to talk about. But the one part I really want to stick to because I think I have some interesting insight and can connect some dots is he mentioned how Hollywood tries to put black men in dresses. And I wanted to play this clip from, let me look real quick. His name is Brandon T. Jackson. And he was in Big Mama's House 3. He dressed as a woman. And he said that Cat Williams tried to warn him. It's a longer clip. I chopped it up. Hopefully, I don't get in trouble for copyright. But here's what he said. He's, and this is just you know his perspective and his story. But he said after he wore a dress in Big Mama's House 3, he said he didn't sit right. He feels like it's a spiritual thing. And uh, you know he feels like his career went by the wayside. Not everyone who wears a dress, their career goes by the wayside. But this is what he said, part of his clip. Uh, you mentioned the dress. Big conversation yeah. about that. Did you get, like, slack when you wore the dress at that moment? It was, like, wasn't slack from people. Only Cat Williams. Cat Williams was trying to always say, Brandon, Brandon don't wear a dress. <laughs> you know, he, he called you or is this? No, he was saying it in the media, so I thought he was heckling me. He was really trying to help me at the time. I didn't know that. I was immature. Right. I feel like, dang, why? I'm trying to, uh, trying to make it. Why are you bashing me? And then he was trying to warn me, you know, don't get in the dress. That scene on the lottery ticket, after that, they were pushing his dress on me. It was something about that scene that touched a lot of people, and I, thought, I think I was too real. I think they did the same thing like to Tupac. When they're too real, they start looking at you like, hold on, how'd this slip past us? Who's this guy? Um, it's a thing that was, 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 was not in our culture to do. And I think everybody will want to put their culture on us. And no, not to hate your culture or your God. Mm-hmm. If your God say you can put on a dress and your culture is normal for you, that you have the right as a human to choose that. But me, for my God and my culture, my ancient culture, we just never, we didn't do stuff like that. So you see he references God. I watched the four or five minute clip and he just said spiritually, he thinks his career went down the tubes after that point, but because he, he was like, I feel like it was a spiritual attack on me and I just, it just didn't sit right with me and something happened. And you know, I thought it was interesting what he was saying. I see some people in the comment section, they say that they're trying to put white men in dresses too. I agree. I'm just sticking to what, you know, a lot of people in, uh, I would say black culture, black media, they'll, they'll say, you know, they're trying to put black men in dresses. And I agree with them. And some of the stuff, how they're trying to sabotage, you know, one race, they're also trying to sabotage other races. So this is supposed to be like a in some ways, like a unity moment. I'm not like just trying to stick to one or the other, but I'm sticking to the topic that he was talking about. And I agree. And yes, I do think it's being done to all ethnicities and cultures at this point. But, you know, the reason I played that second clip of, of uh, his name is Brandon T. Jackson saying that, you know, it was spiritual. It's not my God. It's not my culture. It's true. And I don't know, you know, he seemed like a God fearing man. I don't know what religion he is, but when it comes to Christian culture, or I would say God fearing culture, it never was normal for guys to dress as women. I'm not judging you. I don't, I'm not asking you what, how you feel or, you know, feel free to feel how you feel. But what I'm saying is I do believe that there is a purposeful agenda to blaspheme Christ, blaspheme Jesus Christ, blaspheme men, blaspheme nature. And you can find quotes of people purposely doing this stuff with sexual inversion and doing things that are not necessarily holy. And I'm not playing holier than thou. 
I'm just being real. The one example that came to my head when I heard him of being like, why are they trying to put us in dresses? It's not godly. It's not my culture. Like I fell for it, but I feel bad. You know, it's spiritually hurting me. You know, the, the founder of pornography or the, uh, you know, I don't know his exact title, but he helped normalize pornography in America. I believe Alan Dershowitz was one of the lawyers that fought for uh, pornography to be the First Amendment. Let me just check up is that because that's not who I'm talking about. But let me see. I don't want I don't like to be inaccurate. Alan Dershowitz, porn, First Amendment. Dear Lord, searching this is not what I want to do right now. <laughs> you know, Alan Dershowitz, porn, First Amendment. But I, I believe he was like one of the main lawyers. Let's see. Yeah, he, oh, he represented Penthouse. So I, he was involved in, in that whole thing, like Alan, Alan and Penthouse. But anyway, um, the guy I wanted to talk about was Al Goldstein. He's he's one of the founders of hardcore pornography in America. And if I don't want to read it because I don't feel like getting in trouble today, but I had it up, but it's deleted. If you're curious at what he thought about pornography, Al Goldstein, go to his Wikipedia, click on it and go to political beliefs. And you and he said, literally, we think Christ sucks. We think Catholicism sucks. We are trying to defile your culture. He said that. So when Brandon T. Jackson says, I feel like it's not my culture. It's like, well, some people are purposely doing it to blaspheme others. It's not, I'm not saying everyone's doing it. I'm not saying this religion's perfect and this one's terrible or these people are good or bad. I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to get it misconstrued, but there was and there is a purposeful agenda, not just to make black men wear dresses or make men wear dresses, but to invert reality and invert nature and invert God's order to blaspheme God, to mock God, to mock nature. And it's being done under the guise of social justice when it's exactly the opposite. Am I telling you what to do? No, I don't make the rules. I didn't write the Bible. Um, I wish I did. It's, a, it's an incredible book, but it, it's like that's what's going on. And I've talked about marriage recently because when I grew up, when I was 18, 19, I remember this part of college. I went to West Virginia University and there was this uh, there's this professor who would always be like, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. And he had like he, he had like a lisp and he acted very flamboyant, but he'd always say, I'm not gay a thousand times. And I never thought he was gay until he said he wasn't gay like 50 times. And then I was like, oh, he must be gay then. Cause like what type of teacher comes out and says, I'm not gay. Like imagine a married teacher that's like, I have a wife and we're like, cool. He's like, I'm not gay. You're like, for sure. No, I didn't think you were that guy's like, I'm not gay. He's like, what's up with gay? Not me. I'm not that. It's like, all right, that's say it once. Shame on me. Say it five times. You're probably gay, but you know, whatever. I'm just noticing these things. I'm like 19 and he'd always say like, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. Every day you're like, are we going to learn or, or is this just like a sexual, you know, escapade for you? But he made us write a letter to Barack Obama. This is a true story. He said, everybody has to write a letter to Barack Obama and say why you want gay marriage to be legalized. And that's your assignment of the day. That's like the craziest propaganda BS assignment ever. And at the time, I was not strong in my faith. I had no reason to care about marriage. I knew very little about it. So I was actually pro gay marriage at the time because I just I was like, I don't care. You know, this doesn't mean anything to me. I don't have any sort of like belief that makes me even really care about this. But one thing that I noticed when I was in school was why are they making someone do something? I was a very rebellious kid and very like independent. So even though I was at the time pro gay marriage that I, I was weirded out, I, I was like, what if a kid's Christian and they don't believe in gay marriage? You, can't he write an article about why he doesn't support it? It was all very bizarre to me. 
But now I realize, like now that it's been passed, it used to not be popular. Now the Overton window has swung and it's popular. As far as what people do sexually among consenting adults, it's not my business. I'm not the government. I'm not God. Um, so I'm not telling people how to live. I'm focused on myself, right? I want to improve myself, not run around and tell everyone else what to do. If I have a perfect life and a perfect family, then maybe I'll start telling people what to do. Until then, I'm focused on myself. With that being said, now I understand the biblical idea of a marriage, right? A man and a woman come together, have a child. It creates this perfect family unit. And, you know, it's very biblical. So it, it's like you start switching things and things like don't work like they used to naturally. It's like if uh, every man wanted to put his thing in another dude, now you don't have kids. I'm just saying if everyone did it, now humanity pretty much dies unless you just like clone kids in some weird embryo computer or something because that's the natural way to have a kid a man a woman create a kid and then what's a ideal way to raise a kid it would be with like a father and a mother it's just the truth it's like you got the feminine you got the masculine you have it's a it's a great system now you pervert that system now what happens you know you look in uh, certain communities i mean i'll just be honest since i'm talking about black men in dresses if you look at the not only just to start the fatherhood rate in america is is declining in every race but especially among the black, uh, you know, demographic, I would say it's like it's astronomically out of touch. And that's what a lot of conservatives would say that is the main driving factor to a lot of the issues in the community is the fact that you don't have the father in the home. And when you don't have the father in the home, it's hard to raise a kid. You know, you might get raised by the streets or down the, you know, it, it, it's messing up the natural order of things. And when there's more, if the you know, marriage rate in these communities were 90, 95% or even in other communities, if the divorce rate were lower and people got back to, you know, figuring out how to stay together, it would solve a lot, not all problems, but a lot of problems in this world. So when it comes to putting a man in a dress 20 years ago, I would be, or 10 years ago, I'd be like, whatever, like if Kurt Cobain wants to wear a dress, he could wear a dress, but also Kurt Cobain was depressed. Like Kid Cudi wore a dress recently and they said, look, he's just being like Kurt Cobain. Well, Kid Cudi's extremely depressed. Kurt Cobain was depressed and killed himself. It's like, that's, you know, maybe it's like a cry for help or something. Maybe that's their fashion sense. Maybe they really like it, but it's not natural. And I, I'm not asking everyone to wear a suit and be normal. Sometimes being abnormal makes you impressive. Kid Cudi's a great musician. But I do think that there's a total concerted effort in Hollywood to, it's almost like a humiliation ritual where, if you do this, you'll do this. If you do this, you'll do this. If you do this, you'll do this. And now they know that they can control you. So if you'll invert the natural order of reality, if you will blaspheme God, and if you will prove on certain topics that you're willing to play ball, they know they have a complier. It's similar to the pandemic where it's like everyone's doing everything they say all the time. And it's like, all right, well, once you do this, this, and this, what won't you do? You know, it's like, fuck it's like training a dog at a certain point like wear a mask sit down do this do this don't travel and everyone's like robots now and it's like hopefully the information they're telling us is 100 percent accurate because if not this is insane and it has real economic consequence and real health consequence also that they didn't allow you to talk about for a few years but you know i i'm not as like famous or or, or connected as cat williams he's been in a lot of movies he's very popular but I have had my experience with the music industry and major labels and, and, and top players. And the, I never got that deep into it to really know how far you'll go. But what I can say to kind of corroborate what Kat's talking about 
is they they'll tell you to do stuff that necessary like maybe you don't want to do and sometimes this happens in business as well where you just have to make compromises so i'm not saying everything is this nefarious but it's like will you wear this like for me they wanted to dress me in like abercrombie or something and it's like i was 20 at the time 21 i stopped wearing abercrombie i thought it was lame you know i used to wear it when i was younger but i thought it was lame and i, I didn't think it was cool i mean i'm trying to be a hip-hop artist why would i wear abercrombie like that you're gonna get me beat up in the hood but they started saying things like do this talk about this wear this and it wasn't a dress but it, i said no i was like i was kind of annoyed that they weren't interested in finding out who i was and then we could work together and then i'll make some compromises that make sense but like don't you want to know who I am and, and what I bring to the table? And then I'll listen to you and we'll, but they didn't want to. They were like, it's like they want to puppet you. If you look at K-pop, these people are like puppets. You know what I'm saying? Like it's even crazier in, in some parts of Asia, like what they do to the pop stars. They'll dye their eyelids, like bleach their face white. So white people like them or something, but, or, or they like themselves. I don't know. Other cultures like to be white and, and white people like to be darker. It's like you got white girls trying to look black, you know, dying or, or not even dying, but like tanning until they're darker 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 and then you have darker people in certain countries trying to look like they're freaking justin bieber it's the world's crazy it's like god gave you your skin and your melanin just be yourself god bless whether you're white or black you know it, there's a shade for everyone but like in, in in korea they'll literally like dye these poor kids eyelids and like bleach their face white and it's, it's like all right i mean and then out here you know you got you got white chicks that look like they're black because they sat in a tanning bed all day but anyway I didn't get far enough in, in the industry because it's like, I just didn't want to do the first steps. But I, I do think it's kind of like a pathway where it's like, will you wear Abercrombie? Sure, I'll do whatever you want me to say. Will you do this? Sure, I'll do that. And then it's like, you get to the dress or maybe you don't, you're not, you don't have a role and they just tell you to do it. And you're like, yeah, I guess that would be funny. And it might be funny. I mean, there's some elements to dressing up that is hilarious, but uh you know, and I know this might sound crazy to some people like, oh, you're overthinking it. I don't really think so. I mean, just just go to the Wikipedia of the guy who literally pushed for pornography in America. He's like, I am trying to blaspheme Christians like that's why I'm doing this. Like it's it's not even like it is paraphrased, but the the real quote is actually worse than what I'm saying. I just don't feel like saying the whole thing right now. You can read it yourself. So. That is, I think, kind of how it works. And very few people are like Cat Williams, where they have a spine and they have a soul and they're just like, no, I won't do that regardless. I think Ice Cube, he's been very successful, but he seems like he draws certain lines. And, you know, I think it's better sometimes to have an actor or a musician that is highly talented, highly skilled, but also not that opinionated. It's like the perfect person. It's like, do what I say, do this. And if you don't cross certain thresholds, they won't allow you to be there politics is very very similar i've had run-ins with some people and i'm not i'm not bashing and i'm not knocking i want to be very clear because i know some people will think that i'm just scorned or something my life is great i'm very blessed i'm very fortunate there's not really much else that i need or anything i don't need someone to do something for me so i'm very grateful just to be here i'm not like a scorned musician or a scorned athlete that just hates everybody now because i didn't make it i don't care but with politics it's like a humiliation ritual where it's not like that crazy but they're like do this and most people will do it but if you're like eh then they're they start to like not you know they'll be like nah and then they're like sorry we don't want you there but if you're the type of person where they're like do this yeah 
go to this gig where you should be speaking out and just and just watch people and, and do this. OK, and then do this. And then those are the people that usually get to the gigs because it's like step one, step two, step three, step four. They listen. And if you're like me, where you're like, nah, then they, they'll you know, they're like, we don't need you. Uh, same with certain, I would say, businesses. It's like there's always a negotiation, like when Crowder and Daily Wire had the negotiation and that got big. I didn't think it was that big of a, uh, an issue. You know, I think they were kind of exaggerating, but there's always a give and pull. I'm trying to write off the non-nefarious parts of it because a lot of it is just business. Both sides want the best contract for themselves and there's nothing wrong with that. That's just normal. But there's a there's a different element to it. Like, will you will you not question this person? Then you can come to this event. Will you not talk about the messed up things that our party's doing when it goes against the First Amendment? Uh, sorry, there's like a cop going by, so it's kind of loud. But uh, I noticed that people were passing things that didn't make sense. And then it, it was like, no, you can't come here anymore. So with the sexual like sexualization of men making them into women and flipping genders and, and making guys wear dresses or wanting them to wear dresses and and changing people's sexuality and saying it doesn't matter and you know having like the feminist movement where women are very empowered but really they're just kind of rejecting natural order and and you have like these women they're like i don't need no man and it's like cool i get it like your ex was bad or something but all of these things are playing a part to blaspheme Christ, in my opinion. It's like, take the man away from the woman, turn them against each other, make the woman a man, make the man a woman, put him in a dress, tell her that she could be by herself and that's where she'll be the most happy when it's probably not true. Just like, I don't want to be alone for like 50 years. That's not the ideal situation for myself. And uh, most people don't think about it that deeply. So they're like, oh, it's just funny to wear a dress. It could be, that's definitely part of it. But I think when you have the evidence that there are certain people that are trying to flip the natural order, and blaspheme Christ, uh, you know, it's pretty clear. And I do think what he was saying, uh, Brandon T. Jackson, he, he, he kept talking about in that interview how it felt so spiritual. He was like, spiritually, I just felt wrong. And, and something just didn't sit right with me after that. I don't think that's random. I don't think it's by mistake. I'm going to read a few comments, but to wrap it up, um, the Cat Williams interview, I haven't even finished the whole thing, but I've listened to a lot of it. He's just uh, one of these guys that's just a must listen. He's sounds like he's just spilling the beans about everything. He hasn't talked in a while and he's just trying to talk a lot of shit. I don't know that everything he says is necessarily 100% fact or anything, but he strikes me as somebody that is genuine and is has not said a lot for a long time and got the platform and was like, "Listen, I'm a, everybody's been talking shit in the media and saying what they think. Here's what I think." And I think that he tends to be one of the uh, more honest people in that space. And, uh, you know, when it comes to Lil Boosie, he's a rapper who who really doesn't agree with like the LGBTQ stuff. Um, you're not really allowed to do that. Not uh, Bryson has a, a lyric in my song with him called Controlled. He said, the baby can push violence and uh, the baby's a rapper for those who don't know. The baby can push violence and drugs on his CD, but he'll get canceled if he ever offends LGBT. That's exactly true. It's like, go make violent rap that convinces your kids to like want to join gangs, but don't question these people. You know, Dave Chappelle, don't question these people and these people. Those are the two groups that really get you in trouble. Everything else is fair game. And it's everybody kind of knows. And then people just make business decisions where they're like, all right, I won't do that. I get Billboard magazine. I said this before months ago. I haven't talked about this in a while, but because uh, of 
I have a new song called Working Class Boy, by the way. It's like number 16 on the iTunes charts. I appreciate it. If more people buy it, maybe I'll hit the Billboard charts again for digital rap sales, which is a huge accomplishment. Maybe not, but I appreciate everyone who is. Anyway, I've subscribed to Billboard and I, I decided to pay more because I like physical copies of stuff. So I got delivered the Billboard magazine for a year, every couple of weeks or every month. And I'm not joking. I want to say 50% of the covers are, are guys with dresses. Like the, the narrative and the agenda is so obvious. If they just had one guy with a dress or one dr guy dressed as a girl and then like 10 months of normal stuff and then another one, I would be, be like, all right, it's the music industry. It's always been weird. It's always been edgy. There's nothing wrong with that. But like, I'm, it's like dress, dress, dress. Like Machine Gun Kelly dresses a woman. Post Malone dresses a woman. This guy I've never heard of dresses a woman. This, you know, Latino, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of the name of the reggaeton star or whatever, dresses a woman. It's so obvious. Like they're pushing it so hard that it's almost impossible not to see it. They, they want that so bad. They're trying to make abnormal seem normal down seem up up seem down and the question is everybody has an opinion some people could say you know what i think that men should dress like women and i think women should be men and i don't you know i think there's too much carbon in the air and i think everybody should stop breathing like you know everyone can have weird opinions that i don't agree with but at the end of the day it is a spiritual and a religious attack because one it just doesn't make sense at a certain point just human nature wise of how to create an offspring and keep this stuff going but when you have a religion that's been the cornerstone of a lot of people for thousands of years, I'm not begging people to join it or I'm saying you, you, you're a bad person if you're not in it. But all these things, pushing, 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 it's like antichrist vibes everywhere. And it's not just random. It's just like, here, this is normal. And then if you do the other thing, you're bad and you're extreme. It's the total inversion of reality, the total rejection of God, the total rejection of human nature. And uh, you see it in how things are going in the country. Things are going in an awkward direction. Not everything's horrible. There's some interesting parts to stuff. But, you know, I liked a lot of what I heard from Kat. And I like any celebrity, whether it's black or white, but anyone that's willing to challenge the media narrative, anyone that's willing to stand firm with God and not be afraid to say certain stuff, it's important. Because the most obvious example, especially when it comes to black culture and black music, is they don't care if you make music about killing your own people. They don't care if you make music about killing grandmas or, or like gang violence and stuff. And then on top of it, the feds are coming after rappers now. They're coming after, you know, they're coming after Trump supporters and Trump type rappers. They're coming after black rappers like Young Thug and others. So it's like it's like a setup. The whole culture has become a setup in I don't really want to get into it for this video, but just like I think a lot of conservative cultures become a setup, the idea of it's pure, but it's been run by bad actors and they keep setting you up and acting like it's like this mysterious mistake. Like who would have known that would have happened? It's like either we're the dumbest movement ever or the top brass of our movement is throwing us to the wolves. But it's the same with black culture where they're convincing you that this is black culture. But then when black men say what used to be Christian culture and Christian black culture or just godly black culture or just, you know, I would say more conservative where the men were really uh, crushing, then they have a problem with you. Like I have uh, two people that I know, Bryson Gray and Tyson James, and I don't care what you think of their music. You might have every song on their playlist. You might be offended by it. I don't really care for the sake of this interview. But what I'm saying is they've had their music deleted off of Spotify. Bryson is black. Tyson is white. 
just giving some racial context for whatever reason. Um, but there's other black and white rappers that say crazy stuff. You know, Eminem, all the like you could say anything, but if you don't curse and you say Christian stuff or you go against the narrative of LGBT, they'll literally delete your music. How crazy is that when hip hop has crazy music, violent music, drug dealing music? And I'm not complaining like I'm Sean Hannity, 70 years old on, on, C, uh, on Fox News. I'm just saying either everybody gets free speech or nobody gets free speech. How can every rap like they allow you to say kill each other? but you can't have a clean Christian message that's edgy with no curses. Isn't it obvious? And that's what I point to where people are like, well, just naturally people are gravitating towards this stuff. Are they though? Is it really natural or is it, or are they suppressing a, a more godly message if it's offensive, but they're allowing people to brainwash each other into killing each other as if that's some, as if they're so good then. Well, at least he didn't say this like this person. You know, it seems like people don't like others and they just don't care what they do or they're just willing to make money at all costs. So just to wrap it up before I read the comments, I've been kind of just looking forward and not trying to distract myself. Cat Williams is uh, in a world full of very boring people. He's someone to listen to. I applaud any man, whether I agree with everything they say or not, that's willing to challenge the narrative and say what they truly believe. And if everyone said what they really believed, then we could figure everything out. But with everybody being so fake, it's hard to get to the bottom of anything. And, uh, you know, it's it's about time for, and it's already happening with podcasts and internet. You see in the comment sections nowadays, like I feel vindicated in many ways because I was under the impression that these things were so popular. And maybe they were for a while, but, you know, whether it's left-wing or right-wing media, I call people gatekeepers, like CNN, Fox News, gatekeepers. But then there's, to me, there's levels of gatekeepers, and I'm not just blaming people, but they're saying very basic stuff. And I've come to the conclusion in politics, like in culture, there's levels to where they'll let you go. You can be the edgy guy here, but you can't go here. And the and the role of these guys here are to not only like not do that, but they stop you from going there. And that's what really bothers me. If there's people that are just chill, like I'm not asking Bob Ross to tell me about the war in Iran or like Pakistan. Bob Ross is Bob Ross, but there's people in media and culture and politics where they're gatekeepers, not because they won't talk about it. Not everyone. I don't need Jordan Peterson to tell me everything. But when you go a layer deeper than they're going to go, they start freaking out, calling you names and saying that it's hate speech. And that's what really bothers me. So what I've noticed is that recently because of, you know, I think X and Elon allowing more discussion to happen because of Facebook and Instagram because of maybe the competition of other social media and they want the revenue that they've lost. They're allowing more discussion. All these things that I thought or that maybe were perhaps for a few years, oh, that's that's crazy. It's not, it's very popular. Like if you read the comment section of any meme page, Michael Knowles, Alex, like what, whoever it is from left to right, from moderate to wild and conspiracy theorists to normie to conservative to liberal or whatever, it seems like most people reject what they're trying to tell us is popular. They're trying to say, this is popular. This is normal. This is how to be a liberal. This is how to be a conservative. This is how to be a black man. This is how to be a good white boy or whatever. But people aren't buying it anymore. But they're still trying to push it. So anybody that kind of breaks any sort of mold, I appreciate. And I think uh, 
Cat did that in a lot of different topics, and it seems like he's known this for years. And it's not a coincidence. They they're looking for suckers. They're looking for fools. They're looking for people that don't have a soul. They're looking for followers and, and people that are easily manipulated because these are the, these make the best um, celebrities. These make the best spokespeople. If you can find someone dumb enough or fake enough that won't challenge you or won't, and I don't think it's random. Some people do. Maybe some people say it's human nature or money. Could be, but I've researched enough to know that I don't believe it's random. I think that there are some people in this world that like Jesus Christ and believe he's the Lord and Savior. I think there's some people in this world that believe Allah is the Lord and that Jesus was a prophet. I think Hindus are doing something. I'm not quite sure. And Sikhs and you know the Amish are out there getting arrested. This guy, Amos Miller, he's trying to make some raw you know, butter and milk and they're arrest. The feds are arresting an Amish guy. Oh yeah. That makes me really love government more because, you know, with all your, your spare time, you're arresting a, a farmer. It's like, it's ridiculous. But in general, like things don't happen randomly all the time. Sometimes they do, but there's certain ideologies like the Vatican exists and, you know, different religions exist. And when you start to not just like yell things and call people racist and you know what I'm saying? In, like, that's what I call check checkers. It's like people are playing checkers and, and it's like really mind numbing, dumb content that I'm just starting to unfollow people. I'm not trying to be rude to them, but I, I instead of complaining about it all the time on my show, I'm just going to unfollow people so I don't see it. It's, you know, that's my new solution. But, um, you know, there's that mind numbing content. And and then there's a layer deeper where you start to understand why things are going on. You know, like you could look at, here's an example, and I don't want to get too much into it for this video, but Israel and Palestine, you could like being lying to yourself and playing checkers would be like, oh, you know, they're just killing each other for no reason. It's like, no, there's, there's gotta be a reason. Why would people be killing each other in Israel and Palestine? Like they're, they're, the, the dumb person says it's random. It's not random. You know, the smarter person says they're mad. The smarter, smarter person says, well, they're mad too. And then you go layers deeper and you can find the history of it and how it happened and where the conflict started and why they feel this way and why they, they feel this way. And then you piece it together. But the dumbest possible thing to say would be like, it's totally random. They just woke up and got pissed at their neighbor. Like that's absolutely not true, whether you're on this side or this side. And culture is the same way. And that's the issue, I think, with a lot of people. They just think it's so random. Uh, sorry, I have an itch, unprofessional, but I'd rather do that than be itchy the whole time in my nose. But in general, it's like, uh, you know, some people, they, they shield themselves from thinking too much. Like everything's a conspiracy theory. Like thinking they're putting men in dresses purposely is a conspiracy theory. Thinking that, you know, they, they locked down and it wasn't good. It's a conspiracy theory. Questioning Pfizer, even though they have a criminal history in some cases, they've settled a massive lawsuit. That's a conspiracy theory. Like basically what you're doing, you're just lying to yourself and you're not willing to think and come up with a conclusion. So you're outsourcing your opinions from people that genuinely probably or generally don't really care that much about you. Um, and I and I know it's like, oh, well, maybe they just want to do that or maybe it's edgy. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. And maybe it snowed just because like, you know, there there was no moisture in the clouds or maybe there's a process that it happened. Like, you know, everything kind of happens for a reason. And uh, I, I don't think I know that none of this stuff is really random. There is a concerted effort because there's competing worldviews. There's competing worldviews. There's competing religions. There's competing ideologies. And, uh, you know, I think people know that to some extent, but to others, it's a mystery.
Let me know what you think in the comment section. Do you think that they're putting guys in dresses purposely or do you think it's just what some people do? It's funny to see a guy in a dress. It's funny to, you know, like Tyler Perry just dresses up like women or whatever. Someone dresses up like women in his movies and he makes a billion dollars. Like I'm not a hater or anything. I don't care what people do in movies, but I don't I don't watch them. Um, let me see. Someone said, can you make a shirt with a long story short on it? I probably should, but who wants to wear that? Maybe someone, uh, someone said humiliation ritual, Max Nephilim. I don't know what you're talking about, but someone said Vivek should rise to number two very soon. It's, and I don't care because obviously it's a political show, but it's one thing that's interesting to me is that when I talk about a different topic, right? I haven't said Trump or Vivek or Ron DeSantis or Biden because this is more of a cultural thing. And I know I'm a political show, so there's nothing wrong with it. But people can't, they don't want to think outside of the political realm, which is probably why they're losing all the time because culture determines politics and so do other things that are moving in the wrong direction. But everybody's focused on like the actors or the, the politicians. And I just find it funny that I haven't said Trump, DeSantis, any of these people, like no politicians the whole time. And the first thing someone could think of, of like 30 minutes of talking about this stuff is like, Vivek, Vivek. It's like, that's part of the problem. There's social engineers moving culture. There's social engineers moving demographics. There's so social engineers moving your reality and the, the Overton window so far gone to the point where it doesn't even matter uh you know with politics and that's all that's half the reason i think that people can't stop it is because they're so focused on like characters and politicians and even racial narratives like i'm this is an unpopular opinion but i think i'm right so i'm gonna say it when it comes to race here's the thing race does and, do, and doesn't matter like people say race doesn't matter i don't believe that that's true it's not nothing it's something but it shouldn't determine morality or anything. But it's like to the people that will say race is everything. I only want to hire this and that. And, you know, what I'm saying you're racist if you exist and I don't want you to exist. But it's a conspiracy theory that I don't want you to exist. And I have double standards and I'll talk about your race and you can't talk about my race. That's annoying. I, I'm just as annoyed by that as everyone. But to say it doesn't matter at all. It's also not true. Like an example that I used to use all the time is if you told an Irish kid that was like albino that he was just like the black kid and he could go in the sun 10, 10 hours a day with no sunscreen or hopefully holistic sunscreen. Cause I don't know how good the other ones are. Like that's a lie, you know, like there's different characters. And if they're, and if your ability to intake sun is different, say you're from Africa and you're from like Iceland or something, I don't know. Like if your ability to intake sun is different, like I could take more sun than certain people lighter than me, but other people darker than me could take more could other things be different also? It's not hateful to think maybe, you know, maybe certain people have need different diets. Maybe not. I'm not a, a nutritionist, but it's like to say everything's the same. It's not true. Like you go to certain places, it's not all the same. It is different. You should still, I think, show love for people. I think you should still be a righteous man. You should understand that there are beautiful and great people of all cultures. But to just say it doesn't exist at all is just as big of a lie as to say it should dominate your entire life and, and you should never you know, ha have the same standards you have for someone else. So I think that when it comes to race, the issue isn't that in black America or even like quote unquote white America, it's not that it's not that people talk about this stuff. It's just that they're always getting so like mixed up that they end up getting mad at the wrong people and they end up like blaming others or they end up like Al Sharpton just popping up at every event trying to milk it completely dry. 
And the average racial conversation in America has been so perverted and watered down and dumbed down that I like, I honestly don't care when I see black people that are pro black, um, as long as they're being honest, you know, as long as you're being honest, and as long as you have the same standards for others that you have for yourself, I think it's fine. It's the hypocrisy and the double standards that's annoying to me. But if you love your race, and you love, you know, talking about certain things, I don't personally care. It's only when other people do it and you call them racist. Now you're a liar. You know what I'm saying? Now you're a hypocrite and now it's cringe. But um, there is a conversation to be had. So, you know, I'm trying to open that discussion because I think that in black culture, if, if, that, if that's a term that doesn't bother people, they have been totally psyoped for decades through a lot of different things and the nature of how people really feel and what is cultural and what is, you know, how it was for hundreds of years, like as far as what their family were telling them and God, et cetera, uh, they are being lied to, they are being abused. And, and if you just say nothing's happening to you, then people will be like, oh, you don't understand. It's like, no, something is happening to you. They are lying to you. They are trying to hurt you, but you got to figure out how and why, or else you're going to end up hurting yourself. Like, you know, the, the George Floyd riots are a good example, in my opinion. Listen, I don't want to get into the George Floyd, whether how you think he was killed, because it's not necessarily relevant to what I'm about to say. But we're in a lockdown for two months, right? Everyone's locked down, whether you're black or white or Asian or Hispanic or mixed, you're under the same government rules, depending where you live. That should be a time just like income tax or these things. It's apply. It doesn't matter if you're black or white, you're paying the same income tax. There's no racial income tax. So it's like, these are topics that we could unite on. We could be different. You could have your feelings about this. You could like this more, whatever. Why can't we ever unite? I don't know. It's like, and then a riot happens. And then all of a sudden, every black athlete and every black entertainer is like all talking about it. And it's like, where were you from March to May? I don't care if you have an opinion that disagrees with mine about a riot, but it's like, where were you for two months? Your people, our people, America, whoever you want to say, Christians, white people, black people, whoever, everybody, we're all facing this, in my view, government persecution and borderline insane, you know, scientific uh, experiment. And it doesn't register with a lot of people until it becomes racial and then it registers and then they completely ignore what's happening. But like, what about the millions of black kids and black families that couldn't go to work that now couldn't get their stuff that couldn't go outside that didn't have a yard and they're being told they can't go to school, can't go to work or can't, you know, exercise. Like it's like illegal to go to a beach. Why, where was everybody, you know? So that, that's my issue. It's like not these racial events that happen. I don't care if people disagree with me or if they feel a certain way, but like, where is everyone? Where, where, where was everybody when one of the bravest rappers came out and said, how come I'm not allowed to say that, but you allow people to kill each other in their music all the time? Like, where are all these leaders? And it reminds me of Malcolm X where he came out. And this is like one of my favorite interviews. He's talking about, uh, you know, liberals and, and they're like, well, there's a, you know, the guy says, there's a lot of uh, black entertainers that do this. And he's like, he was like, they're all controlled by the liberals. You know, they're all like, it's like, they all, do what these people tell them to do. And you see that in, in entertainment where there's such a hunger for people like Cat Williams saying truth. There's such a hunger for something real. But the mainstream culture, music is feeding people nonsense. If you go to Hollywood, it's like women in dresses, like 20 times as much as it was five years ago. It's all like this feminine stuff. 
And then you go to rap and it's a lot of it, not all of it. There's great people like J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar and others, but there's a lot of just like really low tier killy rap or drug rap. And it's not just affecting black people. It's affecting white people. How many white kids are killing themselves in pills because they listen to like all these pillhead white rappers as well? It's like, how come no one talks about that stuff? Everyone, you know, the, the people that stick their neck out and say something real usually get bashed down by their own people like Charlemagne and the God and like that these little gatekeepers that come out and be like, oh, that's too much. And it's like, of course it's too much because your entire job is to just sit there and hold the line and make sure nobody goes past a certain line. So when someone goes past the line, you pop up and tell everyone to get back in line. Like you're the ultimate deceiver. You know, you're the ultimate uh, gatekeeper. And there's a lot of people like that in, in the hip hop industry. So a lot of this stuff, and this is a message for everybody of every race, religion, et cetera. You know, as much as we can all play the victim and say that there's people that don't like us and don't agree with God or whatever, it's all self-sabotage because usually the most the only reason that it works is because people do it to themselves. You know, this none of this could happen if everybody in every group was a little more honest, but they're not, which allows the subversion and it allows every like cultural proxy battle to go on for five months over nothing. And then people go right back to it. And, you know, they get triggered by an event that the media wants them to get triggered by. Um, I would even go as far to say I talked about it briefly yesterday, but you know, I have a unique take on January 6th. I'm not saying nothing happened. I'm not saying like it doesn't exist or the election was like perfect. But what I am saying is like George Floyd was for everybody, but the left went crazy and it was definitely a, a racial narrative around black and white. So black and liberal, that was like, all right, two months of protesting, rioting, posting. It took people's minds away from the craziest government scheme I've ever seen in my life, the lockdowns and the money printing and the pharma stuff. So for two months, liberals and black America was running circles around this narrative that came out of nowhere at the perfect time if you wanted people not to pay attention in, in two steps in front of them. So there's three months of everybody and athletes talking about that. I'm not saying it never happened or it's not real. I'm just saying it, it ran people in circles for four or five months. Then you get to the election. The election never ended. Like this was the time where I thought that the protest that made the most sense personally as somebody that wanted Trump to win, I thought that the protest that made the most sense would have been everybody protesting non-compliance and, and, and peacefully protesting lockdowns and, and, and mass mandates because it was happening even when Trump was in office. He didn't have this solution to stop it all. It's like we opened the, the genie's lamp and, and they couldn't figure out how to put it back in, even though they were trying or claiming to try. And I thought that that was a protest that made the most sense. But Trump supporters and conservatives thought it made sense to go to the Capitol. And they thought it made sense to talk about the Capitol. It, it's just like what they did for the left, they did for the right. Here's a narrative that's not what's literally going on in front of you. And even though your guy was in office, this still was going on for a year, which means even if he wins the election, it's not even going to change most of this stuff. It doesn't matter. Both parties are scamming you. But what if we created a narrative to run? And people have been running circles around Trump ever since. But the same way the liberals ran around the George Floyd stuff. So it's like they they have an event always to just like get people to just like run in circles around something else that doesn't matter as much. But people will freak out at you and claim it matters. Like I'm sure there's people. Um, I'll say you don't know what you're talking about. The George Floyd event was really important and it was everything. And it was. So what happened from it? What was the salute like now? Many is Minneapolis better? Did anything change? You know, did they give you anything? No. Democrat politicians like, you know, put their fist up and just made a fortune off your back, you know, just like they always do. They scam everybody. 
And then you go to like January 6th and I'll say that. And people are like, you don't understand. The election was the most important. It's the same thing. Nobody wants to, uh, you know, consider that they're being tricked. And it's like, to me, checkers is saying the 2020 election was taken. Chess is saying we won in 2016 and, and we still ended in a lockdown vaccine sales, trillions of dollars of debt printing and a total chaos, even though we won. Like that election literally didn't pan out. The entire deep state, quote unquote, was hired as Trump's cap. Like, but you don't know, you, you people don't think like that. So it's like, I'm not saying that racial things are not important, but you've been locked in your house for two months and nobody's talking about it in the NBA. So you're telling me that's not important enough for LeBron James to talk about, but this is important enough for him to, you know, it's obvious to me. Um, so. How do you get people to not be so stubborn and figure this stuff out? It's difficult because as much as everyone wants to point the, point the finger and be like, it's just them, it's just black activists, or it's just liberals. It's like, no, it's really not. It's also a lot of white people. It's also a lot of conservatives. They just have a different trigger thing or a different narrative that like pulls them in. And, and then they feel the same as the other side. Like, no, th th this is everything. It's not though, but you believe it is. And I'm, I'm not going to be able to convince you in a two minute thing. Do I understand your point? Said someone in all caps. No, because I there's hundreds of people watching this and I didn't even see your comment. Uh, someone said toxic Yankee hip hop culture will unite and save America. One nation under Dana and Bud Light. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Dude, that's another funny thing. We got to boycott Bud Light. Wait, hold on. Bud Light paid me a lot of money. It's over, folks. Dude, he got, Dana got Bud Light reparations. I want my Bud Light reparations, okay? Bud Light hurt my feelings. I want a trillion dollars. Um, big Pharma hurt me. I want a, a, a bazillion dollars. Uh, someone said, I think most popular rappers are getting rich by making music that keeps people stuck in their shitty demographic. I mean, I would say there's a lot of brilliant rappers, but there's a lot of rappers that absolutely are pushing music that is not enlightening or enriching people uh, or, or, you know, giving them insight or foresight to get out. A lot of it is trap music. There, there's literally a genre called trap music. What's a trap? What's a mouse trap? It traps a mouse. What's a, tra a human trap? It traps a human. It's like a trap is a trap. It's exactly what you think it is. So it's like there's trap music. Yes, you're telling the story of the trap, but also while telling the story, how many more people are getting caught up in it? You know, I don't agree with Jay-Z's politics, but I've always liked Jay-Z's rap music because people used to make fun of him. Why is he rapping about art? Why is he rapping about this? Because he's rich. He, he's rapping about art because he's rich. Rich people care about paintings, you know, like I'm not rich enough to, to know what it feels like to buy a $20 million painting, but he is. So why make fun of the guy? I mean, he's got some interesting politics that I disagree with. But as a rapper, Jay-Z's always evolved and matured and talked about what he actually believes. He really ticked people off one time because he was talking about debt and how, you know, and he, and he talked about, you know, the people who must not be named and they freaked out. And it's like, that was a crazy thing to say in a rap song. Like he's not just sitting here acting like he's still a drug dealer. He says, I used to be a drug dealer. Now I'm not. Some people, they make drug dealer music. They're still drug dealers. They're doing this. A lot of them are getting set up. You know, Young Thug is in court on some Rico charts. It's, it's getting real out here, folks. You know, you don't want to mislead the kids. And you definitely, it, it's nice to consider that there's a lot of people that want that music to be pumped into the neighborhoods because it's just like, uh, it's trap music. It'll trap you. Um, 
Anomaly, please comment on the ad Trump released tonight. It's pretty wild. I'll try to do another video about that stuff. I'm going to try to keep this video under an hour, but uh, I'm, I'm going to keep it under an hour. So I'll, I'll try to, if you guys have any cultural questions, I'll do other political videos. Obviously, I have a lot to say, but uh, yeah, I want to keep this one about about cat. Let me know what you guys think or, or any of the stuff I was talking about. When it comes to Trump and Vivek, I'll make other videos. Someone said, would love to deep dive on MJ, though. So many points of him being dodgy, including his name on the flight log. Uh, but then his music feels like he's trying to show the truth. MJ is a fascinating guy. I mean, a lot of people obviously think he's guilty because of the films and stuff. Um, a lot of people think he was innocent and he got framed and they were they just hated him. I, I don't know. You know, I have if I guessed my guess would be that MJ didn't do it, what they said he did. But he also was very bizarre and very strange and didn't have a childhood and like was very childish. Um, but, you know, my intuition tells me that he probably didn't do what they said. But who knows? I mean, when you're that famous, it's crazy. Like, you know, everybody, you're everywhere. Like MJ was so famous. So who knows? You know, I don't I don't personally believe the the whole the whole documentary. And this I do want to say this, whether you think MJ is guilty or innocent. I don't want to act like I'm so I have to say this because I know it comes off condescending sometimes when I'm like, oh, I don't watch TV and movies. And it's like, oh, wow, you're so cool. I'm not trying. I do other stuff that people are like, oh, I don't like sports. I like sports. That's just what I like. But I don't watch TV. I don't watch movies. I don't even watch documentaries anymore. And if I do, I'm very I'm very thoughtful. I don't just believe it because it makes music and people say stuff. So the MJ documentary, they're like, oh, look, MJ's guilty. They made a documentary and, and everybody believes it. Who made the documentary? Who funded the documentary? Who were the two kids in the story? How credible are they? What's their past? Did one of them cheat with, you know, Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake and ruin a relationship? Are there are there are there videos of that kid being set up by Michael with a girl that in Michael's family like he was nice to that guy? Like you get what I'm saying? I'm not I, I didn't go that much into it clearly more than most people, but it's like people will just believe what they hear and they don't even know who the people in the documentary are. It's like, oh, there's music playing and sad stories and they like lead you on. Even with the Russell Brand stuff, I don't know if he's guilty or innocent, but like, it's like, oh, there's women said this, which women? Oh, we, we don't know why. Cause they're not in the documentary. Who's in the documentary? Some girl playing the person saying this. And it's like, these are all massive red flags. You know what I'm saying? These are all huge red flags, but it, it's, that's how they do it to people. And Honestly, incredibly intelligent pe people know how movies and television work. And it's like people just believe at whatever they hear because there's music or a guy with a suit on. And, you know, they've mastered the, the art of deception for a long time now. And I just don't like TV or movies because I think that they're all, you know, it's it's like it's like a visual magic, you know, and it could be cool. Magic could be cool. But uh I, I don't know. I just think it's all nonsense. And there's so many topics where what I believe they're doing is they're basically creating the history and just leaving out all the parts that they don't want you to know. So you'll see a documentary or you'll see a movie, you'll see a, a television show about the chess player or, or this person or, or this historical figure. And basically now they know that for this era, that's going to be the most, that's going to be the that's going to be all you know about this person. You watch a movie about car makers and that like they know that you're not going to know who they really were, you know, like how their business really went, like 
the controversial things that they said that you don't even know that because they, they're not going to put that in the documentary. Like it's like a rewriting of history and just whitewashing it to make it like here's the base, the most basic version of this that doesn't include all this stuff that we don't want you to see or lead you to do something and feel a certain way that makes us do what we want to do. One example, um, you know, there was that nuclear energy movie, whatever it was called, the Russian meltdown thing. And like everyone was like, it's such a great movie. And it was making a lot of people just think that nuclear energy is so dangerous and so horrible. Who wrote, you know, who was one of the writers of the movie? One of the writers of the movie, I believe, was Ted Cruz's like liberal roommate from college that is a part of all these political organizations and they do this. And then you look at certain liberal countries like Germany and America and others, and they're trying to get rid of nuclear energy. So it's like, how do you get rid of nuclear energy? You got to convince people that it's super dangerous when it's probably one of the better sources. I'm not saying it's perfect or anything, but you get what I'm saying? It's like, put this out here. Everybody will remember, oh my gosh, melting down. That's so bad. And then you take it away and they won't even notice. Like I, I, I know I'm probably ruining movies for people, but I don't watch TV and I don't watch movies. Uh, like I, it's always trying to like lead you somewhere. And I don't, I'm not trying to be led by weirdo scriptwriters and, you know, phony people that are literally sitting there lying to you. This is my last thought. Cause I want to keep this under an hour. Maybe everybody accepts lies so much because everybody watches too much TV and movies, man. I mean, this is like an abstract concept. It might be wrong. But what is a movie? What's an actor? An actor is a professional liar. I don't, you know, it's a craft, but they're good liars. They're good con artists. Like that's what they do. They're on screen with an accent that's not theirs, with a shirt that's not theirs, with a voice that's not theirs, with a girl that's not their girlfriend. And the better actor they are, the better liar they are. So everybody loves liars. That's it. like, oh, that's my favorite liar. That's my favorite liar. I love that movie where he lies, he lies, and they're all lying to each other. And I think I'm watching something real. I like Willy Wonka. Gene Wilder is, is a great Willy Wonka. He acts weird. He acts crazy. You know, he might really be crazy. I don't know. But it's like, I'm not, it's not like I've never seen a movie, but everybody gets conditioned to just like liars and believe liars. And sometimes when I watch movies, I don't care because I know it's fake. It's just like, whatever. They're a bunch of phonies, like pretending to do stuff and rewrite history. I don't want to watch it. But then it's like, when it comes to politics, People are like addicted to politicians. Like, well, why do you think that about Trump and Vivek? It's like I, their job is to prove that like they're not like everybody else. Like literally I've watched 50 politicians in the last 20 years say everything and do nothing. So the, the odds are against them. They should have to prove to you that they are who they say you are. And you should have hard standards and not just be fanboys of them. But it's like everyone loves actors. Everyone like there's this it's like conditioning people to like lies and believe lies and you know, I don't think I've watched a movie in like seven years, like a, like a drama movie. I'd never. I like comedy and stuff that makes me laugh. But it's like if you're just watching television shows, like, you know, seasons of just people pretending to be other people, it's got to be conditioning you to like believe. It, I like to listen to people that say what they really mean or smart people. I don't know. And I, I, I'm not like sports are boring to people. Some say it's a theater and, and, it, and it's lame. But, you know, in general, I think that uh I like sports because they're mostly real besides when they rig games, if that happens anymore. But uh, I don't know. Something weird's going on where like when you point out in politics, I guess I'm going to stay over an hour because I'm already I wanted to do an outro and I already ruined it. So I'll stay a little bit longer, maybe like 10 more minutes. Um, You know, I'm just trying to like figure out why everyone is the way they are, because when when you look at what we were talking about, like culture and stuff, sometimes 
people are telling a story like, you know, in rap, they're telling a story of where they came from. But also you got to think if 10 million people hear that and you keep saying it, are you create, are you telling a story or are you creating the new story? That's why, like I said, you don't have to like Jay-Z as a person or his music, but, or, or his politics, but as like, I like that he always matured as a, per like he wasn't like, I'm a drug dealer. It's so cool to sell cocaine. He's like, I did that. That's really what I did, but I'm here now. And I used to do that. Like, you know, it's not like I'm still doing it. It's like, I did that. Here's what I'm doing now. Um, a lot of rappers don't do that. They keep people in the mind frame that they were in. And if you're in that mind frame, you lose. So with, with television as well, people got to think that way. Like, is this just a show or is this like keeping me somewhere, putting me somewhere? I'm not sure, but I do see that people can't handle certain ideas. It's like when I bring up Trump and I don't want to talk about him, I would just want to talk about people's reaction. when I talk about him, it's almost like a God or, or like someone's favorite athlete or their sports team where like people's, they melt down into this, like, that's, I don't know. I can't really put a finger on it. Um, and I mean, I, I can, in some ways it's, it's the ultimate story of like, Trump versus the deep state, Trump versus the Democrats, Trump versus Biden. You know, it's the ultimate movie. It's the ultimate television show. It's like, he's the guy that's going to fix all this other guy's problems. He's the guy that's going to stand up to the elites. He's the guy that's going to drain the swamp. He's the guy that's going to put outsiders in office. And I believe part of it for a long time, but it's like, once you start matching it up, it's like, it's like a movie. It's like, all right, well, there's the script writer. There's the actor. He's not really who he said he was. That's not really happening. But, you know, I, I do think it has something to do with like television programming where the, the idea and the story of it. Imagine if you're watching Game of Thrones or something and I'm like, that guy's not really a wizard. That guy's, you know, he's gained 30 pounds since then. He doesn't even like her. That's not his real wife, by the way. That's just a random woman. That's, you know, th this whole backdrop's not even real. That's not snow. That's an artificial AI. Like, could you imagine if I did that during Game of Thrones? Someone would turn around and be like, shut the hell up, bro. I'm, I'm watching the show. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't do that when people watch the show. I have one time. My mom was watching. A, it was a reality show. And they were showing a uh, like a raccoon chase or something. I don't know. It was like Alaska. The Alaskan Ice Boys or something. I don't know. One of these shows. Right. And it was cool. I was watching. But then I ruined the show because I, you know, I film and I've done. I, I've edited music videos. I film music videos. Like I've. I've been in entertainment editing my own videos for 15 years now so i just noticed the camera angle i said there's no way that that's real because they, they like they showed the raccoon in the corner right they're like look at this raccoon and it's like way in the corner and they're like afraid to go near it they're like oh my gosh we got we can't go near it and then the next camera angle was behind the raccoon which means that there was literally a camera right behind it which made it look huge from the back side and i'm like this has to be staged or refilmed because there's no way this randomly happened. You wouldn't have a camera right behind the raccoon. And my mom turns to me and is like, shut up. And I was like, fair. <laughs> you know. And then I shut up. And now I never talk again. <laughs> like I don't talk during the show. But it's like I ruined the show, which is not cool to do. But it's like I, my thing is, if it's not real, it's not real. I'm sorry. When it comes to Game of Thrones or like Breaking Bad, I wouldn't ruin the show. Like I get it's supposed to be fake, 
But I, the only reason I said it is because this show is pretending to be real. They're acting like this is happening. This raccoon, it, it's staged. The whole thing is staged. I could tell it's staged by how they're filming it. But uh, I'm not going to do that with Breaking Bad because everybody knows it's staged, right? Like it's ev no one thinks it's real. Maybe somebody does out there, but like they can't be the brightest bulb. Like everyone knows Breaking Bad's fake. Everybody knows that, uh, you know, Game of Thrones, they're not real wizards or whatever. But half the population understands that reality is not that real. But most people don't realize that reality shows are also staged. You know, like some of it's real, but honestly, most of it isn't. And I'll tell you why it's not real. Uh, if they had to film everything all the time with no aim, it costs a lot of money. If you go in with a plot, I'm not going to use a reality show, but pick one. And you say, this is the plot. This is the story. This is the club. Here's what you're going to say. You can film in a whole episode in a day. And I know that they do that because I've been on a set of a reality TV show. I lived in Hollywood for seven years. And my friend, uh, my, my roommate was like the assistant producer of some show. So one day he said, I need an extra. Do you mind like standing in the corner or something? I said, sure. I'm not going to say what show because, he, you know, I'm not trying to like disclose it, but it was all fake. I, it was faker than I even thought it was. Like there was no line. They made people line up and said, you're cutting the line. The line was fake. It was all extras. You go inside. The beer was fake. They wouldn't even give you alcohol. They said to buy your own, which was super lame. Uh, you know, they they, they 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 had a scene and they said, hey, all right, you say this in the club right here. Say this exact line. They say the exact line. People stand in the background, pretend like they're dancing. As soon as it's done, they go cut and the lights go on. So you watch it and you're like, oh, no, this isn't like Game of Thrones. This is a real show. Like they're they're really at a club. They're not though. I know they're not. But if you want to believe they are, that's okay. Um, I understand. Politics is the same way. People look at politics like it's Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad or a reality show, and, and they freak out at you when you tell them that it's not real. But it's so obvious at this point. So I think it has something to do with people being so obsessed with like television shows that they just don't. They, like the entertainment value. Oh, supersedes their value of wanting to know it's real or not. Um, and I, I, I can't put a finger on it, but I think that that makes sense. Cause like people are like, no, 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 this, this, it's got, he's going to beat the deep state this season five. It's like, but, but you're ignoring, you're like, like the internet's here for you to use and you're ignoring like a thousand things that prove that he's literally working with them. And, and like, is, is the higher up the pyramid you go, you realize he's like completely in on it. No, I don't want to hear that. Okay, then you can watch the tiny guy in Game of Thrones and you could think he's really a wizard. Like that's equivalent to politics with people. Uh, it was not Vanderpump. No, it wasn't that show. But uh, I'm not, listen, they make entertaining stuff. I watched the Kardashians with, at, with my family. They were watching it. It's an interesting show. It's just like how much of it is completely organic. Not very many of it. A lot of it, it, it it's, it's a timing thing. If they just said, okay, Kardashians, go wherever you want, whenever you want for the next five weeks, and we'll we'll film some of it. It doesn't work that way. It's not business-wise. It would cost like 50 times as much money because it's like, when are you going to get the moment? Just film them. It's not happening that way. It's like, here's the plot. Here's the line. Here's you sit down. And as soon as you stop doing it, they say cut. That's how, that's how these shows are filmed. But... 90% of people watching probably don't want to believe that because it like ruins like I think it's real. I'm not saying they're not cool or interesting or funny or there's not elements of course who they're dating is real and like that some of the situations are real when they talk to like Tristan they, they really are having problems and stuff but they're not sitting for eight hours getting a moment they're sitting for 10 minutes getting the 10 minutes like 
you know it's like here cut here cut go here cut. and th they're experts at it now because they've been doing it for 10 years so they're like i mean if, if there was an expert in that field it's that family they're a genius level you know business minds and and, and like celebrity they made themselves uh, famous actors like they're very impressive i'm not hating on them i'm just saying someone said let me believe in miami aliens yeah i haven't even touched that because that whole thing went over me but it's probably not aliens Someone said, how helped against Epstein or is that fake? This is the first I've heard with him working with World Elites. I don't want to get too much into it here, but I have like hundreds of videos. So if you're very curious, you can just go back yesterday or two days ago. Whenever I talked about the Epstein, I mentioned uh, I mentioned stuff. I mean, I'll give you one example real quick because it's just like the easiest one. Um, there was a guy in Florida that was the guy who basically stopped the Epstein investigation I don't know if it was the first time or the second time, but in the 2000s, um, you know, the FBI and I think a lot of uh, the courts were starting to pry into Epstein more and more and more. And somebody gave him a sweetheart deal. I, I would have to look it up completely, but I, I believe it stopped the investigation. It stopped them from prying further into it. And I believe it's I mean, I'll just read it real quick because I don't want to I don't want to misconstrue it. Let me see. Hold on one second. I'll read exactly the deal that was that was struck. Uh, let me see. Epstein arrest. Hold on. Um, where is it? So he gave Epstein a plea deal, granted him immunity from all federal criminal charges, along with four named co-conspirators and unnamed potential co-conspirators, conspirators, excuse me, that agreement that was uh, given by this guy, essentially shut down an ongoing FBI probe into whether there were more victims and other powerful people who took part in Epstein's sex crimes. At this time, they halted the investigation and sealed the indictment. So that was done by the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of Florida. His name was Alex Acosta. Trump hired that guy for the secretary department of labor so you know probably the most uh crucial guy who quashed the epstein investigation in the courts was hired by donald trump but this is a you know this is a data point that most people that like trump will ignore because it's not about getting to the bottom of it it's it's a movie for these people it's a television show it's game of thrones it's whatever the Kevin Spacey show was with the politicians, that's what people are doing. So if that were Biden that hired that guy, every Trump supporter would be talking about it. But when Trump does it, they act like it never happened. Why? I've come to the conclusion that apparently no one cares about anything that they talk about. It's like a professional, you know, and then if you want to get even deeper, like if politics is like, you know, this, this show that people don't want to pretend it is house of cards. Yeah. That's the influencer sphere of, of my peers is like a gala, you know, like you think it's this like ethical journalistic thing that they're doing or something like they're telling you that they're doing journalism or they're like really sticking it to the deep state. If that's, if that's all fake and nobody wants to report on it, why don't they want to report on it? Cause they're just hanging out. It's high school. It's a gala. They dress up, they show their titty, you know, I'm just like, like, Whoa, look how good I look at Mar-a-Lago. And it's like, it's a big hangout. And then you start looking into the same way. It's like, 
well, why won't this company criticize the pharmaceutical industry? Well, how much money are they getting from the pharmaceutical industry? Why did why did this politician, you know, give $18 billion to Big Pharma? Well, how much money did he take from Big Pharma? How come this politician won't talk about it? Well, how much money? It's like the same thing in Trump media. It's like, you know, who owns this company? How much money are they paying this person? You know, like what what's the what's the big uh, sponsor? Like what are the top two sponsors in conservative media right now? Who owns part of their company? Like who does everyone hang out with? So it's like it's a big gala money making cash grab where they all pretend to be patriots and they don't have a, a journalistic bone in their body. It's just their journalism is does. Is it the other side and is it Biden? Then we'll talk about it. If it's our own people, then, you know, we got to act like it doesn't exist and yell at everyone who does. And this is my issue. This is what, in my view, separates a gatekeeper from just a guy that I don't agree with that does something that I don't do or doesn't do what I want. If you make videos and just say, I make videos and I don't care what you say or whatever, and I don't believe in hate speech, then it's like, okay, that's what that guy's doing. Who cares? You know, I'm not, I'm not looking for cooking advice from Jordan Peterson. Like if Jordan Peterson's like, you know, and I'm like, why won't you bake a cake, Jordan Peterson? It's like, I don't need him to be my chef. You know, he's Jordan Peterson. But what separates that, you know, just a guy that doesn't say what I want from a gatekeeper is if they hold the line on certain topics and they tell you I'm profound, I'm wise, I'm a sage, I'm good at foreign policy. And then someone comes along and says something more honest than them or challenges more paradigms. And they say, oh, my gosh, that's hate speech. Oh, my gosh, you're so bad. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, then 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 you're a gatekeeper. And a lot of people in, the, in this are, are, are gatekeepers. They're basically just there to make sure nobody crosses a certain line. And so they're allowed to say whatever they want and, you know, criticize the, the Biden or whatever. It's like low tier stuff. It's like everyone knows Nikki Haley sucks in the conservative movement. So that's a safe one. You know, Lindsey Graham is a safe one, but Trump's on stage with Lindsey Graham. So I don't understand that dynamic. But, you know, it's like. A, but people are not the victims. And I know this is kind of going to be tough, but like like conservative people that aren't in that world are not victims because they need to figure it out you know like you're not a victim if you watch a tv show and think it's real and it's not like you're you, like you could have figured it out and and i'm sure there's someone in your life that has probably told you that that you don't want to hear so it's like there's always you know there's a solution to it and none of us are victims and i'm not blaming anyone and i don't hate anyone it's just you know once you figure it out it's like okay that's what's going on um it's subtle some things are subtle, but, you know, things that are not real become less subtle over time. Like if you build a building wrong, like it might not be clear, but it but it will be. And honestly, as crazy as everything is, I see a lot of positive trends over the last couple of months and last couple of years that others would perceive as negative trends. And it's not necessarily that I believe with every person in the comment section, but you're, you're noticing that, like, you know, if you use Twitter like people are getting lit up in the comment section. Like as Cat Williams said, all lies will be exposed. The gatekeepers are not having a good time. Like for the first time in a long time, the right wing gatekeepers and the left wing gatekeepers are facing more scrutiny and, and more opposition. There's millions of people that get it. And, and you know, once you get it, it's hard to unget it in many ways. I mean, it's possible, but I'm noticing that the people are figuring stuff out and it's certain you know, they, they want to keep, they want to make the truth look crazy. So there's like a concerted effort to try to act like it's so unpopular, but some things are not unpopular. And 
I would couple that with, it's not like everybody gets it. To me, the most damaging thing right now, there's a lot, but, and I'm not blaming Trump for this because a lot of the problems with this are people who hate him and his opposition. But one of the main problems is that people's universe revolves around him. And it's like, you hate him or you love him. And that's why I talk about him so much because that's like the consciousness of American politics right now. And it's stopping tens of millions of conservatives from waking up and figuring stuff out. And it's stopping tens of millions of liberals from waking up and figuring stuff out. So my solution this year is I'm just going to talk about other stuff like I did today and just try to like, you know, thread that needle. Cause at the end of the day, my opinion about Vivek or Trump or Iowa, it only really matters so much. The, the goal is for people to figure stuff out, wake up, take accountability and just be able to like perceive information a little bit better. And, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, whatever conservative movement cr got created of like people that were just like pointing at the left and making fun of them, they're going to have to up their game. Like I'm reading the comments and I get, you know, some people don't agree with what I say too, but it's fine. It'll, it'll age well. Like everyone's getting tired of like what everyone was doing five years ago. There's more demand for, for things that are real. There's more people trying to push people in the right direction. So I think, um, you know, there are a lot of good trends for sure among like the weird trends you just gotta you just gotta uh i guess not get like caught in like the the bubble like the circular bubble the cyclical bubble and i would say this too social media is trying to keep you in a loop because it's more profitable for them um on facebook i'll give you an example i've made a lot of my living off of long form Facebook videos. It's been like my, it's been my bread and butter for a long time because I have 1.6 million views. I, I 1.6 million followers, almost a billion views. Overnight, the revenue and the views just completely like bottomed out for the first time in five years. I'm not even tripping because, you know, I'm, I, I got, I got ways to, to, to rebound, but it's like that was my bread and butter for a long time. I'm getting millions of views a month, every month, forever. But I don't think they're targeting me. I could pretend like I'm a victim and it's very, it would be smarter for me to be like, I'm a victim, they're coming after me. And then I'd get a lot of money and like more views on a different platform. I just have to be honest. My power comes from my honesty. They're, they have targeted me. They probably will again in some case, like that's definitely not out of the realm. I know that they've censored me and lied about me or whatever, but they're not targeting me on Facebook right now. They don't want people to watch long form content because it's short form content that systemically keeps people in the loop. So if you use Facebook right now, why are you not seeing long form videos? Is it because I'm a victim? No, it's because they have algorithms and supercomputers that have determined if you give people memes and quick, quick videos that are five, 10 seconds and 20 seconds, then people will keep scrolling. If you give people an hour anomaly video or a 30 minute anomaly video, they might click off and go to TikTok or click off and go to Instagram. So there's a concerted effort to just keep people in a loop so they keep scrolling and we all do it. And hopefully, you know, I, I make you laugh at my schools. I've been posting more, um, I've been posting more uh, memes for two reasons. One, they get way more engagement because that's what Facebook's showing people. Two, they're now paying people. So they've taken money out of uh, videos and now they're giving people money to post memes. And now I get memes for, I get money for the ads that people, you know, that they that 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 they run on uh, to the side of my memes. And I'd rather do videos, but it's like, if that's what they're gonna show people, I'll get a thousand shares from a meme, but you won't show them my long form. But the reason I brought that up is they're they're trying to keep people in a loop. So, you know, Sometimes you could be in a fun loop, but 
everything is designed now to keep people like running in circles because it's just like profitable and even politics it's like a big circle now um with that being said i just want to tell people two things then i'll read a few and probably roll out one i'm actually doing business consulting now um i've always liked this and i used to do social media for like 10 years before i even did my own stuff but i have almost a billion views millions of followers i don't use a budget i don't like pay for ads and stuff on facebook this is all organic so I have a website. It's dreamrarebiz, D-R-E-A-M-R-A-R-E-B-I-Z.com. Two things. One, if you ever wanted to sponsor me, I, with, I'm pretty picky with uh, products and stuff, but if you have a good product, you think I'd like it, and you want to sponsor me, dreamrarebiz.com. And also, I'm doing consulting for businesses, for anyone, really. Uh, you know, I want to do that for business. I, I enjoy it. It gets me out of politics. And also I can use what I've accumulated, what I've done for myself and what I've learned for working in social media for a long time and applying it to myself and having real life success and having huge engagement, you know, help other people figure that out. Um, so dreamrarebiz.com. I'm starting that this year. And this is kind of a goal of mine too. One, I mean, it's money, it's nice, but also if I could make enough doing that, um, then I don't have the pressure of having to do so much all the time. And, you know, it's not like I'll stop doing what I still believe this, but I'll try to be more strategic instead of just being on a loop of like, yo, I got to do six videos a week. I still might want to, cause honestly today I was like, I got to go do something else. I like doing this. I love live streams. It's not the most profitable thing for me, but it's fun. It's, it's real. I'm here. I don't have to edit it. I hate editing. It's annoying, but, uh, you know, it, it, it I, I like this, but, um, Consulting for music, sure. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I I can do I can do any as long as it's social media and the internet, I can do everything. Uh, so, but at the same time, I do want to be really upfront too with people because this is true to me, and this is just kind of like, uh, I won't I can say a freebie because I don't really care. Things don't happen for no reason, and it depends how bad you want it. You know, I, I'm doing consulting. I, I did this like last year, even before I made it public, just for a friend's company. And I'm gonna meet with them again next week. I'm just doing it. We're doing extra because I really like them and I, I want it to work. Um, I'm like, you know, I could say this and I could write this and I could show you this, but like, how bad do you want it? Like with me, and maybe everyone doesn't want to hear this. Like I didn't. I quitting was not an option. If I would have not wanted to do it, I would. You would never know who I was. Like I. I've been making videos since 2008. You know, I've done social media for like six different companies. I did it all through Los Angeles when I was like working, but it's like I had determination. I had persistence. If you, if I write this and you do it once a week, you're going to get once a week results. It's like cutting your grass. If you don't cut your grass for a year, it's not going to be short and nice as much as the guy who does it every two days with a nice machine. So it's like, that's like social media. Like you got to have passion you you know sometimes creativity obviously these things but it's like how bad do you really want it i think that's a part of it you can't just like make something work i don't you know like oh this gotta make good stuff and, and put it in front of people's things and be persistent so dream rare biz d-r-e-a-m-r-a-r-e-b-i-z.com and also guys i don't know what number i am on the chart right now but the last time i checked i think it was number 16 it got up to number 11. um my new song working class boy is out and it's on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere music is found, but I'm trying to hit the billboard charts for uh, digital sales. So if you check, I think it's song.links at slash WCB, it's in the description. If you buy it on iTunes or Amazon, I appreciate it because there's not a lot of new rap songs out this week, at least like major ones. So I'm, I'm in the running. I could possibly get on the billboard charts again for digital sales. That would be cool. I appreciate everybody who, who buys it. It means a lot to me. And, uh, 
you know, it's been been good so far. So if not, I mean, no worries. Just just check it out and add it to your playlist. I've gotten a lot of good feedback about this song. A lot of people liked it. A lot of my musician friends. It's one of their favorite ones. So appreciate it. Thank you, Larry. He said, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Someone said I gave a bum one dollar to read the beanie. I, wait, I maybe I read that wrong, but let's see. I'll read a few and then I'm going to roll out. Many titles in one name, somebody said. Tucker, Kanye, Shapiro, Trump, Rogan, Musk, all sellouts. It's an interesting list. Um, Arthur said, excellent song, clean, meaningful, catchy, and appeals to working class population. It'll be on playlists across the world. Thank you. You never know. And this is, a, this is something that my friend taught me one time. This is like a good word of wisdom. Uh, it, it's good to care about stuff, obviously, but w when it comes to content, like I put my all into it, I hope for the best, but I'm not, I won't sit around. Like if it, if it gets a million streams or a hundred million streams, I'd be delighted. If it gets 10,000 streams, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll, uh, I throw it out there. It's there. It's done. It'll be there for a long time. I know it'll accumulate more, more streams than like 10,000 over time for sure. Almost all my songs do, but, um, you know, it is what it is. I'm not attached to the results of it. I put my all into it. I'd be nice to get a billboard plaque or whatever. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm very thrilled with it. I think it came out good. It's pure. It's clean. There's no curses. It's inspiring. It's it's real. Uh, you know, I'm very I'm very thrilled with how it came out. And I have like a little bit of chip on my shoulder with this too, because outside of what I obviously like. I've kept it real with you guys. I've never just used music as a gimmick. Like I made a Trump song in 2018 and the press came to me and said, we want to write this article about you and Trump this. And I told them like not to. Uh, thank you, Susan, for the super chat. Appreciate you. I told them not to because I thought they were going to smear me. But I was like, I'm not. It probably would have helped get streams. But I was like, I even at the time when I made the Trump song, when there weren't really that many Trump songs, I said, I'm not a Trump rapper because they try to write this whole article in like Daily Beast or something and like probably just make fun of me and probably try to make me look crazy. But I said, I'm not a Trump rapper. I'm a hip hop artist who made a song about Trump because I like Trump. I'm don't like make me that don't like make me into some mockery. I don't want to be that. But in general, I'm self aware that my 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 streams have gotten bigger than my music like it's not it's not like i i think that my music is bigger than my streams i'm not an idiot i have a billion views on videos my music has tens of millions of streams still doing well some of my more popular videos like a lot of my songs have way more views than my average video like that's true you can find some of my music videos have a million views but on average, like my, my, my news analysis is way more popular. So when I do my news, unless I have a new song and I'm trying to hit the billboard charts, I don't just shove my music down your throat every day. Cause I I'm good at two things. Like I'm not going to go to a soccer game with a basketball in my hand. Like I'm, I'm doing news analysis. I'm trying to be great. And then when I do music, I'm trying to be great, but I do have a chip on my shoulder because you could laugh at me. You could not believe it. I've been an MC since I was in high school. I've been a lyricist. I'm a freestyle rapper. I could freestyle style off the top and blow your mind just making up stuff right like i'm i'm good at that uh and i have a chip on my shoulder because i know that when people watch my news they'll they'll try to corner me and be like oh you're just trying to do this and like no i'm great at that too i might even be better at rap than than, than, than this uh, i mean some people might not think so but you know and if people don't believe it i feel like i have something to prove so you know i could rap really fast i could rap lyrical i like i i have a lot left in the tank in that category and uh you know, I plan to do it, but I'm not, unless I have a new song out, I'm not even going to talk about it, but 
you know, I like when people say you shouldn't do it or you can't do it or that sucks because it just fuels me. And I know that, uh, you know, I know what I'm capable of. Elmer, thank you. Appreciate the super chat. Please start a record label. I've talked about starting one with Bryson Gray. Uh, if you guys know Bryson, that's a friend of mine. Um, we've we've mentioned it, but we're both independent. So we're like running, we're doing a million things at once, but it, it would be an interesting endeavor. But, uh, you know, I'm... I'm very busy and, and it kind of stresses me out sometimes. So the goal of this year is to get my business stuff in order and like, like make everything seamlessly work. So I have more time to do other stuff. It's a blessing to be busy, but you know, if I could, if I could cash out on certain stuff and really like make it good, then I could kind of pull back and uh, have more time and be a little more flexible. But when you're running like a company in five different sites and stuff, and then it's like, oh, I'll start a label. I, I probably would half-ass the label and not be able to do it. So I would say, hopefully, and, and and working with the right people is important too. I just haven't been able to find the right people uh, in my life. But I want to I want to shout out one. I mean, I, there's a lot of good people. Two people I'm going to shout out today. Okay, one is the guy who mixed and mastered my song. The beat I found on a website, I bought it, but uh, it was mixed and mastered by my friend Kinfolk John. If you guys ever need a master or a mix on a rap, like that's mixing the vocals, making them sound good. My friend Kinfolk John, we've been friends for a, over a decade now, and he always mixes and masters it really well. And we've worked together for a long time. He's one of the people I've worked with for the longest. So if you ever need a, you want your record to sound like Working Class Boy or something, uh, and he didn't pay me to say this, I just appreciate people that have been in my life for a long time and and come through. Kinfolk John, his name is uh, J O N, and then also uh, Jared, he does. Uh, the merchandise and and the shipping and stuff for all for the dreamrare.com not only a great guy not only a friend of mine but he just does a great job he gets it out super fast like no always very helpful always very just like uh down to earth and just like it doesn't feel like a business relationship so you know as as hard as it's been to work with certain people and find certain people those are two people that uh you know have have done a great job for me and just like it's been cool let me see what about my book Sorry, I just like ticked my like had like a spaz. But uh, what about my book? I wrote a lot of it. I just I've been torn in so many different directions that I haven't been fully inspired to like put it all together. It'll come. It it'll be there. I'm gonna, you know, the the press is not gonna like my book because it's very honest and it's trying to, you know, be be fair and accurate, which is their least favorite thing. But uh, I will. I, I'll get it done eventually. I I don't. I can't explain it. I just haven't had the like inspiration to get it done been a lot of stuff just tearing me in other directions one thing too like i uh i have a song with the band trapped you know if you guys don't know trapped we have a song called come together that has like three to five million streams probably more when you add everything up but um you know they're on tour they've been touring for a while their big song is headstrong a lot of people know that song they have a lot of other good songs too but uh you know we have a song together so i'm gonna do a show with them this month i might do three shows so it's like I want to finish my book, but I'm also a, a news analyst who does six uh, shows a week. And then I'm also a hip hop artist. And as much as people in the comments be like, you suck. It's like, yeah, say that when I do a show in front of hundreds or thousands of people and they all love it. You know, I'm a, I'm a good performer. I'm a good artist. So I might do one show with them this month. I might do three shows. I'm not really sure. So I'm going to think about it. But there's certain places on the touring list that I kind of want to go that I've never gone that I might just go um, and, and do so. You might catch me. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know exactly which shows, but Trapped is on tour, and I might pop up at one, two, or three of their shows this month. I'm just letting people know. Someone said, Anomaly Candace Owens record label, Take Back Culture. 
Um, uh, you know, it's never, never out of the realm. Candace, congratulations. She had another baby. Um, I don't know if she'd be interested in a music label. We, I, it would be an interesting thought though. It's not, not impossible. Someone said, come to Spokane. I would like to do a lot. I would like to do like a speaking tour. I would like to do a rap tour, but trying to put those pieces together is not always the most easy. And that's where I think that um, conservative culture is lacking. And it's not anyone's fault. And to be honest, it's not like Turning Point's fault. Turning Point's one of the only people who actually does live events and does them like to a big event. So I'm not blaming anybody, but it's like liberals have so many things going on. You know, I, conservatives are kind of like winging it. Uh, like Jason Aldean and Kid Rock, like they they came together recently and did a tour. I would like to see more of that, in, like, you know, because there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of potential uh, ticket sales and stuff. But the whole system at this point is kind of like operating, I think, more left wing or more like normie. And conservatives haven't really fully figured it out. Like some organizations have and some some people are big enough where it's like Jason Aldean is loaded and kid rock is low i think they got like hundreds of millions they're, they're killing it but uh you know they have like managers agents they have all that well, there's a lot of talent that doesn't have that so i think that's a missing piece is is like uh bookers and people that can put together tours and and events and stuff or just people that are ambitious enough to do it and pull it off because i've i've done it one time i've done a live show i think there were like 100 or so people there maybe 200 i can't remember um, it went well. It was just like, it was a lot of stress afterwards. I was like, I don't want to do that again. You know, it was, I, I don't regret it, but it was like, dude, that took way too much effort. Someone said, I guess anomaly just ignored me on all platforms. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm doing here. Just waiting till you say something and then closing my eyes. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't see it. Spokane, get your money, man. Arkansas welcomes you. Yeah. I think I could pull pretty big numbers if I did a speaking tour. And if I did a music tour, I think I could do well too. Ideally, I would love to do both, but you know, we'll see. There's a there's a lot there's a lot of uh, potential. What's the guy's name? Kim John? Yeah, Kim John Un. Just no, I'm just joking. Kin Folk John. K I N F O L K J O N. Kin Folk John. If you go to Instagram, he's got an Instagram. Yeah, he mixes and masters not all of my music, but most of it. And he's just, I mean, he was like one of my first friends in Los Angeles. We went out to a party like in like the first couple of months I, I lived there and stuff. So like we, we've been friends for a while. Um, and he always just like does good work. Is he dating a Rockefeller? Is who dating a Rockefeller? You're, no, you're thinking of like uh, you're thinking of Tom McDonald. I think his girlfriend or wife or whatever, her name is Nova Rockefeller. But I don't think she's literally a Rockefeller. I think that's just her stage name. But I don't know um when will i visit texas i was there i went to roseanne's and i went to uh joe rogan's comedy thing i was just in austin um you know i there's a lot of things i want to do but at the end of the day like everyone else i'm uh i gotta make money i gotta i gotta work so <laughs> if i could put together a working tour where i could work and travel i'd go to all 50 states but right now you know, I just went on vacation with my family and I, I just like took a break for Christmas. I got to work. I got to make money. I got to pay rent. I got to pay taxes. I got to pay for health insurance. I got to buy my car after the lease. I got got a lot of work to do. So, well, you know, I, I would love to figure it out. I'd love to be in Texas, but we will see. You know, we will see. At the end of the day, 
I can only do what I can do. And then when things open up, I'll, I'll figure it out. Roseanne, how great is that? She's funny. She's awesome. I love Roseanne. Uh, her son, Jake, is awesome. Their family's cool. I had I had a great time. Roseanne's just like super funny. And I think we both understand each other. You know, like I think she really likes me because I like I get I get her. You know, I get like how smart she is and I get how it's a weird world. And, uh, you know, we're both pretty weird in some ways. So I think um, our relationship is interesting. Like we just I think she's so funny. Everything she says is funny. Like I get what she's saying when people don't get it. So, yeah, I, I always have a good time with Roseanne. I've hung out there like five times. It's crazy. I, like such a crazy uh, person that I became friends with. I don't know. Growing up, like my whole family loved that show. It's interesting. Um, will I ever make a full album? Eventually, if, if the if the things present itself. But nowadays, I just don't see. I don't know. I don't see the benefit from it marketing wise as far as like it's just better to release singles all the time because it's going to be one song that really changes stuff. But if I get in the right situation where I don't have the pressure to make videos all the time, I'm financially stable enough where like I could I have a few money. I could take like 20 years off and I don't I don't have to do anything. Then I'll probably invest in like going somewhere with a producer or, 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 or that makes beats and uh, really coming up with something special. Because if I drop an album, it's got to be great. Like, I, you know, I mean, I don't know if I'll ever get a Grammy because I don't know if you're allowed to get a Grammy if you're not like in on it. But maybe you are. But like, you know, I would love to like craft a great album like like really like instruments live it, it costs a lot of money and time and stuff like it, unless you just want to half ass it if i'm gonna do an album i want to do it like amazing where it blows people's minds so one day but for now just singles i have a song that i made the beat of and then i have my brother play it on bass like i got this new song it's just like a bass line when i drop that people are gonna be like oh my gosh i had no idea you could rap like that like people are gonna be blown away i think by that one i rap fast my lyrics are like crazy like i think that's gonna be like my best song ever at least like impressive wise because this one i like this song and i think it's great but it's just slower like it's not a super lyrical the lyrics are good and they're pure but it's like this one's like fast and i'm, I'm like twisting my words and stuff so someone said but people wouldn't even buy it with your singles i don't know what you're talking about but okay Someone said Roseanne is a Zionist. Yeah, it's it's okay to have different foreign policy than your friends. It's a crazy concept. You're you're allowed to be friends with Zionists, and you're allowed to be friends with people that aren't Zionists. You know, and hopefully, you don't want to go to the Middle East and fight each other. Hopefully, you could just have a civil uh, foreign policy disagreement. But we don't really we don't really talk about Zionism and and Israel and Palestine when I hang out with Roseanne. It's not like a topic that i feel like debating over you know there's it's she she cleared me of anti-semitism she said i'm your jewish grandma you're cleared and i was like tell tell the press that because they're never going to leave me alone um do play instead of a music video do a play i actually talked about that with james o'keefe like i was like how sick would it be because i we've we've spoken before and like i you know james likes music a lot too a play would be fire but in order to make a play you you probably need you probably need fundraising which he could probably honestly get he's good at that but uh you gotta really like 
take your time. You can't just be like, write it real quick. But I would love, like Hamilton, everybody loves that. Like I, I would love to write a play. You know, it, then I'm just sitting here just saying all these things. I would also love to win like the World Series of Poker, but like you can't get everything. So sometimes you got so many ideas, I just get exhausted and want to take a nap. I'm like, I want to do this. I want to be president. I want to make an album. I want to make a play. And then I'm like, I also need to pay my rent. You know, my landlord's screaming at me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't want to get overly ambitious, but they all sound like a good time. Uh, I'm a Christian, someone said, and my best friends have always been atheists. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, it just happens like that sometimes, you know? I think it's okay. Oh, I didn't mean to. We are the U.S. I, I didn't mean to hit that. It like It's like frozen on my screen now. My bad. Yeah. It's like, I'm a Christian and I made friends with a Muslim one time. It's like, dang, that's crazy. Now, hopefully, you know, people have other ideologies that they've interacted with and came to the conclusion like I have that there are good people of every race, religion, and all 10 million genders. You know, don't forget, never forget, hashtag never forget all the genders. And then there's not so good people. And this is, I'll say this before I leave because it's actually on topic. These are two separate concepts, right? It's okay to know that there's good people of every race and religion. That's just true. There are good people. There are honest people. And everybody should know that. Maybe some people don't. But then there's the separate concept where it's like also noticing patterns doesn't make you racist or anti-Semitic or sexist or xenophobic. These are words essentially created to make you look crazy no matter what you say. It's like, oh, I think women should piss in different bathrooms. You're a sexist. It's like, who gets to determine what that word means? Like if you actually don't hate somebody, it doesn't mean you're hateful. So these are different concepts. Like just because you know that there's great individuals from every race and religion that doesn't mean that patterns don't exist. And, and like, you know, the, the easiest example I could give that makes the most sense to, because some people don't know how to say things. Like, that's why Vivek is so popular, because he's like very well-spoken and very witty. So he's like blowing everyone's mind because he's like super smart. But it's like some people, they, they, they're trying to say it, but they can't figure out how to word it. And it just sounds bad, but they're not bad people. They just, they're not, you know, their craft is not like coming up with things to say. But the easiest way I can explain it is just because everybody that there's good people from every group, it doesn't mean that groups don't exist and it doesn't mean the patterns don't exist. And it doesn't mean that demographics and, and religion and stuff don't matter. They all do make a difference in some way. Let me give you an example. If, uh, you know, if I'll just Riverside, California was a hundred percent Christian conservatives, Abortion would probably be outlawed. If they had any sort of power in the town, they'd probably want to uh, uh, outlaw abortion because, you know, the, the population there, on average, if they're all Christian, they're probably not going to want that. If it were all Muslim or all Jewish or all white or all black or all women or all men, you know, it, like things are going to change just on average when, when you change these things. I always reference Dearborn, Michigan. They do some things I agree with and some things I disagree with. In many ways, Dearborn, Michigan, they're more conservative than most con white conservatives, but also they're super Muslim. So it's like, you know, they support Palestine. They, uh, you know, they do this. They want, they want to outlaw LGBTQ. It would be asinine to be like, oh, if you replace them with white people from Maine, it would be exactly the same. It absolutely wouldn't be exactly the same. A lot of the stores would change and what in the food that they're giving, the laws would change. 
and, and, and the voting would change. Like that's just the reality of the situation. It doesn't make you racist or anti-Islamophobe or whatever to point this stuff out. So it's like, for some reason, this concept is so difficult for people. On one hand, yes, there are great people from every race and religion, and that's true. And two, it doesn't not matter. It absolutely does matter and make a difference to some extent, not in judging someone based on it, but just in noticing patterns. Like that's, just, you know, you can't tell me if 100% of Republicans lived in, in that area that the abortion law wouldn't change and you flip them with liberals that it wouldn't change. And if you study demographic voting patterns, you'll realize that things do change on average when different people live there. I mean, it's it's the reason every Democrat city is a Democrat city. They weren't always Democrat cities. California used to be a Republican not that long ago. It'll probably never be Republican again because of demographics and statistics and basic, basic math and human nature and anthropology. Like that's, it's just the reality of it. Like, is it possible to change? Absolutely. But are, you know, it, it would be like a, I'll just give you an example like Bo Nickel. This is like a random example. That's only going to make sense to 4% of people, but it's whatever. Bo Nickel is a really good fighter. He's young. He's new. He's a great wrestler, but he's really good. And he's like a big favorite every time he fights in UFC. He's always like a negative 1,600 favorite, which means if you bet a dollar on him, you'd get like cents back. You know, like it's, 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 it's uh he's a huge favorite. He's expected to win like 99 times out of a hundred. Um, with that being said, it's like you could say, oh, I think the other guy's going to be Bo Nickel. It's possible. You know, he could lose the next fight, but he probably won't. That's how demographics are, in my opinion. It's like, is it possible that one day, you know, white Christians will vote for the Democratic Party and be liberal? It's possible, but it's highly unlikely based on all the evidence. And it's the same with like... Uh, the black vote it's like republicans will be they want like a bigger chunk of it like everyone does they want a chunk of oh vote this way vote this way but it's like all of the evidence over the last 50 years proves that trump might get some of it but he he probably won't get over 50 percent of it i would be shocked if he did i mean that would be a massive accomplishment but he probably won't like that you know if texas turns hispanic it's probably going to vote more Democrat, even though there's a lot of Hispanics who vote Republican. Like these are just, if all women took over Dearborn, Michigan, like they would probably outlaw abortion. You know what I'm saying? They would probably vote for the Democratic Party. Is it possible that a state full of women would vote for a Republican? It's possible. It's just highly unlikely based on the analytics. So that's kind of how I feel with these sort of patterns when it comes to like groups. It's like, it's not, is it crazy to say that a pro-choice area would probably be pro-life if Christians move there? But you're not allowed to talk. You're like, there's only two concepts. It's either like race means everything all the time or race means absolutely nothing and it doesn't matter. And there are no patterns and religion doesn't exist. And like, nobody thinks this way. And it's like, they definitely do that. Like on, it is happening whether people talk about it or not. So that's a difficult thing. Being a good person that really, because there are, I want to be fair too, there are a lot of, you know, bad hombres out there of all types where they, they, they don't have, they're not genuine. They don't have a good heart. They don't have a good soul. They, they don't have good intentions, you know, and there are people when they talk about race that have bad intentions that are biased, that are hateful and nasty towards others. I'm not that way, but 
it, it's per, I'm perceived as that way because I talk about similar topics. So they just assume that I hate everybody. And it's like, how could you talk to her? It's like, cause she's a human being and very funny. And like, you know, like, and I'm sure she has friends. I know, actually, I know she has friends that say, how could you talk to anomaly? He's an anti-Semite. Like I know for a fact, I know exactly, I'm not even going to tell you guys, but I know exactly who said that to my friend and tried to stop me from going on her podcast by saying I'm anti-Semitic. And luckily Roseanne is like, I've known Anomaly for five years now. We've hung out. He's been in my house. Like, I know that that's not true. And, uh, you know, it's like, but these are the games that people play. Like, they're like, how could you do this if you're this? But these are two separate concepts that you can connect with individuals of all types. But at the same time, patterns absolutely exist. Like, it's just like un deniable like if you replace people in israel with people in yemen and you replace people in yemen with people in like all israelis are you telling me yemen would look exactly the same everyone would talk exactly the same they'd vote for the same policies of course they wouldn't like patterns absolutely exist and it doesn't matter what country what race what religion or who you use it's the absolute truth like you know so how can you talk about that without seeming quote-unquote racist or you know it's like that's why I, I it's so crazy, though, because I would say no one really cares anymore. You know, like Twitter's being overrun with people that don't give a crap. And it's funny to see because it's like on one hand, do people say out of pocket stuff? Of course, it's it's the world. People say crazy crap all the time. But on another hand, it's kind of refreshing to see like the normies and the half baked intellectuals just getting overrun by a bunch of commenters that are willing to say something a little more honest uh it, it's a fascinating time um someone said why not why not hang out with norman finkelstein and said because he's not a hollywood shill well i'm gonna say this why don't you hang out with mel gibson why don't you hang out with uh i don't know Stu peters like why don't i see you hanging out and i'm i'm just naming random people i'm not no like i've been on Stu's show i'm just saying like uh like do am i telling you who to hang out with like why aren't you friends because you're not friends with that person I, like who do you think you are to tell me who to hang out like i have the option to just hang out with anyone i want hey norman finkelstein we've never even talked but now we're going to be best friends because this guy in the comment section wants me to be friends he's been on candace's show i'd consider having him on my platform uh, and setting up a debate for someone else but it's like th this is what i do want to end with um you trying to like force my hand to, to to hang out with somebody that I don't even know, you're as annoying as the media when they do it in the other direction and say, you shouldn't have Candace on your show or you shouldn't talk to this person. Like you're doing the same thing that they're doing, like demanding that I'm friends with like that, that person or this person. Like you think I could just hang out with anyone I want at any time. Like I'm just this invincible, you know, character that just can be friends with anybody. Like I'm definitely very outgoing, but the the proper question would be hey anomaly i like norman finkelstein why don't you have him on the podcast not why don't you hang out with him why don't why don't i see you hang out with kanye west because you're not cool enough or he doesn't want to hang out with you like why don't i see you hang out with candace owens because she doesn't know who you are like why don't i see you hanging out with uh you know like keith woods on like because you probably never met him that's fine but i don't know rephrase it so it makes sense not like hang out with him I met Roseanne because I was tweeting about Syria and other stuff and like Trump and stuff. And she liked my tweets at the time. It's not, it's not that deep, but you could think it is, but just, I don't know.
people like that, like, why are you hanging out with her? You're, you're as annoying as like a Washington Post journalist telling me that I shouldn't hang out with someone else. Like, how about I hang out with who I want to? And you could suggest that I've, I listened to the podcast of Norman Finkelstein and Candace Owens. He speaks very slow. You know, you could times two it and probably get through it. But, uh, you know, he's definitely a fascinating guy. It's a great interview. I thought it was very interesting. I've um, nothing against the guy. I've never, I've never tried to tell him to shut up or, you know, he's, he's definitely, that's definitely a matrix breaking conversation. Like as far as like, he's Jewish, but he's very pro Palestine. It's a fascinating dynamic that you're not going to hear that much. Um, with that being said, I'm not just going to hang out with a person I've never met. Like I don't, Honestly, I, he doesn't seem like someone fun to hang out with. He seem he talks really slow. Like I, you know, like I, I'd have him on the podcast, but I'm not trying to be like best friends with him. He's like 60 years old. Although I do have older friends than that who are cool, but you get it. Appreciate you guys. Is Bernie trying to defend Palestine? Bernie Sanders. At first, he wasn't, and liberals and leftists were getting mad at him. But now he is trying to say stop the war. And and he, he Bernie said he tweeted stop. Stop America from giving uh, Israel weapons. He's trying to stop America from selling Israel weapons, which is an interesting kind of pivot for him. But Charlie said, damn, you're emotional as hell. I'm literally talking like completely normally. I'm not emotional. I'm just being honest. I, this whole show, I'm out in a second, but this whole show is just a conversation. And a lot of times I read the comments, but it is a pet peeve of mine. It's not emotional, but when people are like, why are you friends with this person? Why? You know, people have said, why are you friends with the Zionist to Roseanne? And I've been friends with her for years before we even ever talked about foreign policy. And then people will say to her, why are you friends with Anomaly? He's anti-Semitic. And she does the same thing. It says F you to those people. And then I have other people do the same stuff. It's just annoying. It's just like cringe. Like, oh, you know, why don't, why? And then I, I you know, I took a picture with uh, Joe Rogan and Jake Shields because I've, uh, I hung out with Jake Shields months ago, way before the Israel-Palestine war even broke out, and no one was talking about that at the time. I know they were fighting, like, but not as heavily after the October seventh. But in general, people will, like see my picture and they say, "Oh, like, like, oh, you're with Jake Shields," and it's like, dude, f you. Jake Shields is a legendary MMA fighter. Like, a lot of people hang out with him. He goes to fights. He trains a bunch of people. I know the one guy he trains a lot is literally like a Jewish guy. It's just like. People, it is a pet peeve of mine when like I'll have a fan or people will be like, don't be friends with them. Don't be friends with them. Don't talk to them. Don't for totally different reasons. It's like I'm an adult. I talk to who I want to talk to. I'm friends with who I want to be friends with. I go on podcasts I want to go on. I'm not going to be bullied by a uh, left wing or right wing Zionist or anti-Zionist. What you know what I'm saying? My fans or, or the press, like no one's going to tell me not to be friends with someone because you don't want me to be or no one's going to tell me to like hang out with somebody. So tell me to have them on the show. It's not emotion. It's just like, it's a weird vibe. So, you know, you don't get to interact and be a part of every show you've been a part of today, the dream rare podcast. So now it has entered, you know, put it, put a coin in the slot. It's entered the historical archives, your opinion, your thoughts, my thoughts, bouncing off your thoughts. It's manifested itself in the one hour 54 minute mark on the dream rare podcast on friday january 5th 2024 god bless you god bless your family god bless america god bless the world appreciate you guys have a beautiful day have a beautiful weekend and thank you to everybody that is buying working class boy it's out now it's streaming everywhere you can go to 
song.link slash working class boy or song.link slash WCB. Thank you to everybody that bought it on iTunes. The last I checked, it was 16 or 17 on the charts. I don't know if I'm gonna hit the billboard charts at this rate, but it's all good. Hopefully people like the song, stream it. Thanks to everybody supporting. And anybody that's interested in, in business or consulting work, whether you do music, business, you're trying to start, I don't know, there's everybody does everything nowadays, but if you're not good at social media and you wanna figure out how to flip it around, Here's what I can offer. I'm doing like different types of consulting. I'm starting to do this because I like it and it's fun. Um, dreamrarebiz.com, D-R-E-A-M-R-A-R-E-B-I-Z.com, dreamrarebiz.com. And I can help you do a lot of stuff. Understand how things are working. I talk about it sometimes publicly, but TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all the social medias, they all work in a certain way. Things are not random. Amazon as well, uh, SEO, search engine optimization. Like it's not easy to go from here, from here. And it's not like, oh, I can do this. And in a month I'll be rich and famous. Like it doesn't work like that. But at the same time, over the course of two years, a year, six months, if you're doing the right thing or you're doing the wrong thing and, and you're clueless, like it's going to make a huge difference. So, you know, I could provide a lot of insight. I'm definitely somebody that takes pride in what I do. And I'm definitely trying to help people and, and make them feel like it's worth it. The last thing I want to do is work with somebody and have them like hate me and think I did a shitty job. So, you know, I worked with my friend last year, he owns a company and I did consulting like seven months ago. I never talked about it. And I said, Hey, I'll do consulting. We did it. And I said, I'll, I'll talk to you like once a month for six months. Cause I was friends with him. And like, it's been past six months and he called me today and I, I was going to call him anyway, but he was like, Hey, you know, talking about stuff. And I was like, Hey, let's meet again for free. I'm not going to charge anything else. Like I'm, I, I want it done. Right. Like if it didn't get done right or for whatever reason, it's no one's fault, but like, let's do it right. I, I that's how I kind of think. So in general, if you do work with me, I mean, things don't always go perfect. That's just the reality of it, but I'm not trying to, it's not like a MLM marketing scheme where I'm trying to get you to like sign up to a website and, and, and be rich or something. I'm just providing consulting, trying to provide business insight doing the best of my ability, really trying to give you what it takes to succeed. But then, you know, it's definitely not easy. And even for me, it's like things don't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not Walmart or anything and I'm not McDonald's, but things don't go like that. They definitely like, you know, my, my, my life has definitely been like, uh, it's more, it's more curvy, you know, it's, it's curvy, like, uh, like Lizzo on a Saturday night ordering Uber eats a little bit more curvy than that. So Appreciate you guys. God bless. Thanks to everybody checking my links out and I'll be back soon. Dreamer podcast. This has been fun. Thank you guys. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com. Check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me. Support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping the show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is stayintouchwithme.com. So check the links below in the description or just type in on any browser, stayintouchwithme.com, all one word. You'll find my email list, put it in there, and it's the least annoying email list you'll ever be on. I barely use it because I don't like getting emailed every day or every week. Week, it's annoying.
so I don't do it. Stayintouchwithme.com, it helps me take back some power away from big tech. Telegram t.me slash dreamrarechat or at dreamrarechat. Due to censorship, I post all my live stream and videos there. Sometimes I have some bonus content and I try to give people a heads up when Facebook or YouTube won't. Dreamrarechat at Telegram. My Instagram.